Welcome to the third episode of Vegan Stories Podcast, featuring people who eat abundantly, live vibrantly, and dream of a vegan world. I'm your host, Jeff Rosenblum, and today's guest is a graduate of the Bowman College Nutrition Consultant Program and earned a plant-based nutrition certificate from E. Cornell and T. Colin Campbell Center for Nutrition Studies. Her company, Green Gut Wellness, creates customized, targeted content strategies to help innovative health and nutrition brands reach more customers and make a lasting impact on the world. She's a writer, trained health coach, the self-titled chief nerd at Green Gut Wellness, and can be found at GreenGutWellness.com. Teresa Sam Houghton. Hi, Sam. Hi, Jeff. Sam, you connected with me a few months ago on LinkedIn because you saw we had similar interests in the plant-based and health and wellness arena. I enjoyed chatting back and forth, and I really appreciate you joining me on my podcast. Well, I'm uh, grateful for the opportunity. I'd love to talk about food and wellness, and it's one of my, it's, it's both a so, soapbox topic and a major interest of mine. So I never say no to an opportunity to talk about it. <laughs> well, I feel the same way. And Sam, I always like to give our listeners an overview of who you are. So to begin, how old are you? Uh, this is always a tough question for me because every time I say it, I think, oh, geez, I'm so old. I just, I'm 35. Oh, that's young. That's young. <laughs> Trust me. I'm, I'm a bit older than that. Uh, I miss 35. There's no question about it. Where are you originally from? Uh, I am from upstate New York, uh, just outside of Albany, and I still live there. I, you know, I love Albany, and I know it's the state capital. I've been to the university there and had a great time, again, a long time ago. Uh, Sam, tell us your vegan story. How long, when, and why did you go vegan? Well, I realized this morning that this month is technically, I guess, my 11-year veganversary. I started out as kind of a flexitarian when I was much younger, kind of in, in my early teens. It was sort of that thing where I realized I didn't really like meat very much anymore, so I just started phasing it out of my diet. The last time I ate meat was sometime, I think, in 2008, and... Then uh, I had struggled with lactose intolerance for a significant amount of time since I was about 10 years old, and it just started to get worse, even though I pulled back from doing things like drinking liquid milk, and I would adjust the kinds of things that I took in. I tried the lactate pills and everything. My best advice for anybody who struggles with that is just give up the dairy. I know it's tough, but it's not worth it. It just gets worse. And it. I finally just said, you know, if I don't if I, if I don't want to struggle with this, I can just eat vegan food and I'll know for sure there's no dairy in it. So I made the, the switch from veg to vegan. And, you know, obviously in my teens, I had that rather unfortunate thought that a lot of people have when they adopt this is, oh, if I go veg, I'll lose weight. Well, we won't go there. Um, <laughs> but interestingly enough, I also at the around the same time that I was starting to transition to veganism, I was also struggling with uh idiopathic digestive condition that actually sent me to the hospital several times was very unpleasant. 
and nobody knew it was wrong. Doctors had very unhelpful solutions that actually wound up setting me, it wound up being a trigger for something I had already been struggling with, which was disordered eating. And I struggled with both anorexia and bulimia for about a year. Um, that was, I think, two, around 2009, um, which was when the digestive condition got um, kicked off. So I had already been struggling with some eating issues. And then uh, when the doctors prescribed certain things to take care of the digestive problem, that just sent me over the edge. Uh, I lost a significant amount of weight uh, between the problems with the digestive condition and the fact that I was not really eating much of anything at all. And when I was eating, I was not taking care of myself. I was about 90 pounds and that was not healthy because I'm 5'6". So I had a BMI of about like 15, if that gives you an idea of how skinny I was. And in the midst of all this, I had gone, you know, vegan and that started to clear up the digestive thing without any of the stuff that the doctors had prescribed for me. And I started to also see other improvements. I had struggled with a lot of different things, skin conditions and some aches, pains, things that nobody could really figure out. No really official diagnoses there, but I noticed a lot of it started to just go away when I started eating the vegan food. And then over my vegan journey, I saw forks over knives and started to make the switch from some of the vegan convenience foods to more of a whole food plant-based uh, bent. I'm still in that direction, but I make an allowance for some wiggle room because here locally we have a couple really good vegan places, including a completely vegan burrito joint. <laughs> so you can't, you can't always say no to that stuff. Um, and, and so that was really the trajectory of it. I did, um, I did come out of the eating disorder. That was actually uh, kind of a spiritual thing. Basically, I, I like to say that God hit me over the head with the squeaky rubber hammer, <laughs> <laughs> basically saying, you know, if you keep doing this, it's going to kill you. And I was very blessed in that regard because that doesn't happen to everybody who struggles with that. And in the midst of all of that, I started going to vegetarian Summerfest in Pennsylvania, which is now vegan Summerfest. And I met um, a trainer who turned me on to strength training. I had been doing lots of cardio and over-exercising. And between the veganism and the strength training and some really structured and targeted eating plans, I gained 25 pounds, mostly muscle. And I say that to let people know that if anybody tells you you can't do that on a vegan diet, you certainly can. And yes. it's much healthier than a lot of the ways that other people try to build muscle. And you basically get an automatic clean bulk without a lot of fat gain. So it takes a little work doing it that way, but it's worth it. So that's, it's a multifaceted story, but that's, that's how I, I got there. Well, on the path to veganism and, and fitness as well, strength training. Like you said, if people think they can't do it on a vegan diet, just watch the documentary, the game changers. And I think that'll, that'll change your opinion, but you really, uh, went and did some things, some, some searching for the right way to go about healing from what you were dealing with. And it sounds like it was several things. And, and it sounds like you found the right path. And it sounds like you're feeling great and doing fantastic right now. I still struggle with some things that um, I believe are residual from a lot of what I went through, because everything I went through really 
it was bad for gut health. And if you just look at the science that's coming out right now, and I, I'm chief nerd for a reason, I love the science, the microbiome affects everything. And so that's a, a place where I still need to do a lot of healing because that affects other things. But in general, yeah, I was not, I was not this healthy before I went vegan. I was not this healthy in general when I was younger. I ate a lot of well, you know, we didn't really know. We didn't have the science then. We didn't really understand the importance as much as we do now. I ate a lot of packaged stuff. I ate a lot of comfort food. And so making the switch, especially to the more whole food part of the spectrum, was really beneficial. No I, I actually don't really get sick. Like the last time I went to the doctor and he asked if I wanted to get a flu shot, I happened to be eating my lunch salad at the time. And I just showed it to him and I said, this is my flu shot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good for you. I feel the same way. And, and absolutely, you know, the transition often goes the more processed vegan foods that are delicious and the vegan restaurants, like you mentioned, every once in a while to have that. That's, that's, of course, fantastic, especially when you have the vegan burritos there. Uh, but uh, really, it's getting to the whole food plant based lifestyle. That's really where you get to see the changes. And to me, it ends up being what I actually enjoy the most because it's just real whole fresh colorful foods and it just makes you feel better and and you end up just enjoying the taste so much with all these great things that you could do from a cooking standpoint which i know uh, you consider yourself an avid foodie and you enjoy cooking what does an average day now look like eating for you well um i actually still share some of this stuff on my personal instagram um i usually start the day with like a, I, I work out first thing in the morning. So I have a, a post workout breakfast and that's usually some kind of, I call it a breakfast scramble or stir fry. It is literally like beans. Uh, sometimes I'll make my own vegan sausage and a bunch of vegetables with whatever seasonings and spices and, you know, nuts or seeds that I'm feeling like having that day. Lunch is always some variation on a gigantic salad with beans and grains and a homemade dressing and dinner is seasonal it rotates i do curry i do chili i do soup things that i can cook in big batches because i'm fairly busy right now i'm a i'm an instant pot aficionado i actually have an eight quart instant pot and if i can get away with it i'll make eight <laughs> servings of food in the instant pot i actually made a soup this past weekend that weighed 12 pounds <laughs> I, i'm actually gonna call it 12 pound soup um and this time of year, it's all like the bounty from the farmer's market and stuff. I actually am part of a, a community-supported agriculture, a CSA locally. So I get the box of produce every week and what's in there becomes dinner. And then in between, I, you know, I eat a lot of food because I strength train. In between, I snack on veggies, fruits, beans. If I had more time, I'd make more hummus. I haven't had time lately. Sometimes I'll make um, homemade energy balls with nuts and dates and that sort of thing and one of my healthy indulgences is I like to take medjool dates pop the pit out and stuff them with nut or seed butter so I'll do that and I like to just bake potatoes and sweet potatoes and snack on those too so it's it's generally just the basics of the whole food plant-based the legumes the grains the fruits and vegetables the nuts and seeds and you know once in a while I'll do something like we have a we have a local place that makes really fantastic popsicles out of real fruit. So sometimes I'll get those, but that's more of a, like on the treat side of things. One thing that I do continuously include in small amounts is dark chocolate because 
when I say small amounts, I'm talking like five grams of chocolate. (laughs) But it's just enough. You know, you have that and some peanuts and it's like, it feels like you just ate a candy bar without the after effects. That just sounds incredible. It really does. Uh, How long have you had the Instant Pot? I'm trying to think when I first got it. I think I've had one for around four years. I started with a six quart, like just a regular Instant Pot. I think it had about 10 functions. But then um, I moved last year and as kind of a moving present to myself, I upgraded to the eight quart that also has the air fryer. Ah. So I'm pretty excited about that. So it's about, about like four years. And I love the fact that it also has the air fryer because if you make, you can actually make like a casserole in it wow. in the instant pot part and then put the air fryer lid on top and bake the casserole in the instant pot. So I, I, I kind of talk these up to people because um, I, share a lot of bulk food with my mom we buy our beans and our grains and stuff in bulk and it's so easy to cook the beans it's literally you just like dump them in there and it's set it and forget it and you can cook beans and lentils and anything and you don't have to babysit it the way you have to babysit a pressure cooker Now, Sam, I'm aware that you had an opportunity to meet and take a photo with Dr. Michael Greger, founder of NutritionFacts.org and author of How Not to Die and How Not to Diet. Where was that and what was that like? Well, that was actually at a Vegetarian Summerfest a few years ago. Um, Vegetarian Summerfest is, like I said, they've rebranded their Vegan Summerfest now. Unfortunately, because of the current situation, they were not able to hold their usual July festival this year. But they usually are over the July 4th weekend, and they are in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. And it's a kind of a coming together of some of the top minds in veganism and in the plant-based movement. That Dr. Greger is there more often than not. Um, let's see. Other people who have been there. Uh, Neil Barnard's been there. Um, Dr. Michael Clapper has been there. Um, Chef AJ is usually there. There's a lot of, a lot of names. Um, trying to think other people. Milton Mills. Oh man, uh, I'm I'm drawing a blank. The guy who wrote Proteinaholic was there, and the, Garth Davis—that's his yeah. name. Bunch of people, bunch of people. And I've, uh, if you go there and you have the opportunity to just kind of go to the lectures and and go and walk around, everyone's just walking around. So I, I also met um, Miyoko Shinner from Miyoko's sure. Creamery. Yeah, and just a bunch of people you get to you get to talk to and and kind of almost hobnob with them and. Dr. Gregor is very fun. If you meet him in person, he's exactly the same way that he is like in his videos. Uh, I, I have a couple of stories of him that are very funny, but one of my favorites is one morning um, I went over to get coffee and he was waiting to get coffee. And I asked him about the shirt he was wearing, which is a shirt that had a, a prescription bottle on it with a bunch of vegetables coming out of it. And the caption was plants, not pills. And I wanted to know where he got it. So I said, Dr. Gregor, where'd you get that shirt? And he looks at me and he goes, I don't know. Well, just send me stuff. (laughs) And one time he was testing, he had one of those little antioxidant meters where you can stick your finger in it and it'll read your antioxidant levels. And I apparently blew the needle off the charts (laughs) and people were coming up to me during the rest of Summerfest because he was writing down who got like the top numbers and people were coming up to me the rest of, oh, you're the one who, yeah, that was me. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, he's a lot of fun. Uh, He's, he's very just, personable and you can just you can just kind of chat with him and and so are a lot a lot of the other people in this space are just you can 
they're founts of knowledge and you can just chat with them and they're totally open to it. Absolutely. Well, yeah, Dr. Michael Greger, you talk about the science. He is all about the science. And yeah, he's really right up your alley between all about the science. And he's a, yeah, very outgoing, friendly guy. He does some incredible work. And that whole roster, really, uh, from the doctors to the, you know, food uh, people like Miyoko Shinner with uh, Mm -hmm. Miyoko's and uh, Chef AJ, I'm sure she Mm -hmm. does some cooking demonstrations there. And she's just fantastic. And uh, you know, you mentioned Forks Over Knives documentary, and that really has changed a lot of people. And the first things I recommend to people are to watch Forks Over Knives, What the Health, now Game Changers. So uh, some of these doctors and, and really pioneers, I consider them in the whole food plant-based uh, industry, have really changed and really saved, as far as I'm concerned, millions of lives. And that just is going to continue to multiply as really young people. And again, I consider you young, young people like yourself uh, do what you do and, and share the information you have. And, and, and Sam, that leads me to ask me to tell us more about Green Gut Wellness and, and uh, what you do with your company, Green Gut Wellness. Well, interestingly enough, I started Green Gut Wellness. Uh, its first iteration a very long time ago was a food blog called Quantum Vegan, because I'm a nerd, and I like to read layman stuff about quantum physics uh, on the side when I'm not reading nerdy things about food. And that uh, evolved into Green Gut Wellness when I attended Bowman College and got the uh, nutrition consultant program uh, completion. And also that that had stemmed off of going to the T. Colin Campbell Center for Nutrition Studies program. That really got me into wanting know, to know more of the details of how all the food and health stuff worked. And so I started out with health coaching. I was a, I was a wellness consultant and rebranded as a health coach. And that was the initial iteration of Quantum Vegan and then Green Gut Wellness. And at the same time, I was also writing lots of content kind of behind the scenes for other other people, other brands. And eventually, uh, actually this year, I decided to merge both of those things together. Um, I was working with a really great business coach and so merged it together. Uh, and with his uh, encouragement and his support, I have been able to turn it into a content strategy and creation business that focuses on like health and food brands. I, I'm pretty much like to connect with anybody who's in like health, plant-based, the whole future of food thing. I'm very fascinated by the alt meat and alt protein that's going on right now by the vertical farming and even some of like the agriculture technology. It's really fascinating what really what had already been in the pipeline and then what this whole thing with COVID has brought to the fore in terms of showing how weak and problematic our food system is and what needs to be done to fix it. And so I'm driven really by a desire to, first of all, help people really create great content in this space because there isn't isn't as much as there should be. There's a lot of erroneous health content. There's a lot of clickbait type health content. There's a lot of health content with people just trying to like sell you supplements, but there's not a lot of detailed educational content that people can rely on when it comes to learning about these things. And that's really where I started being driven by this. And then I started what's really going on with the tech and the new food production and people working on sustainability and fixing food waste. And I just 
love to connect with these people and to help them to get their message out because in helping them, I not only help them grow their business, but I help the people who read or watch and otherwise consume the content learn things that they really need to learn to have better lives. And I just really, I don't want to do things that don't have an impact. I don't want to do things that have no point. And I feel like in the content space, a lot of people do stuff that has no point. And uh, it's kind of a passion of mine to get the voices out there that have this information to take that industry knowledge and turn it into content that people can really not only consume, but actually act on and have good outcomes from. Absolutely. Well, Sam, I could tell you, you are really in the thick of things and you know uh, what needs to be solved and, and you're out there helping people and companies do that. And you mentioned COVID-19. Uh, I've really been stressing to everybody I know, my friends, family, clients, what more important time is there if you're going to get healthy to get healthy now? Because it's those comorbidity factors that are making this so much more challenging for everybody. Uh, so to, to be healthy now is just a great, great asset, as it always is, but probably now more than ever. Yeah, and that is that is something that is, I like to say I have my soapbox topics. And that's one of the things that's a soapbox topic for me is it's like, we don't need to guess when it comes to how do we take care of the problems with obesity? How do we take care of the problems with heart disease and Alzheimer's and diabetes and all that? I mean, obviously, there's going to be other factors in people's health. Like in my case, I have some gut health things that okay, maybe I'm not going to be as robustly healthy as someone else who's on a vegan diet, but I have my own things. But by and large, the core of all of this, these are lifestyle diseases. I mean, people in the plant-based space say that all the time, and it's not a cliche. It's true. It's like these are lifestyle diseases, which means that we have the power to make different choices. And a lot of these companies that are out there doing things in the plant-based space in even in things like the alt meat, the things that are really like technologically heavy, like the like the companies that are doing like three D printed fish and steak and those things, they are looking for things that are more sustainable. They're looking for something that doesn't have the effects that some of these other foods do, and they're they're looking for a way to get people who maybe aren't ready to make the leap to start transitioning and start realizing that oh yeah, plants taste good and to kind of get over that taste hurdle that a lot of people hit where it's like, they're not quite ready, even though they know it's going to help them. They're not quite ready to make the leap. And it's like, we, we have to get that message out that it's like, look, that, that like 10 seconds that you get to enjoy that taste is not worth like 30 to 50 years of being completely unwell at the end of your life. It's just not worth it. And we need to get that message out. That's absolutely right. And from what I found, the people that I've worked with that have transitioned, it really just takes a matter of three, four weeks, in some cases, maybe a little more, in some cases less, to really get that salt, sugar, fat taste out that's incorporated into so many animal products and processed foods. And then before you know it, if they ever reintroduce any of those things, I know for myself, it's like this, uh, even just introducing certain processed foods, all of a sudden I taste the salt and I'm like, gosh, you know, I, I don't need that. I would rather just, and I used to like those things. I'd rather just have the natural foods, the whole plant-based food. So it's just a matter of those tastes changing. It takes not too long. And then you're off to the races. And 
the other thing you hit on it and the word really is choice. People have a choice and, and that's good news. People sometimes take that as well, uh, but it's going to be hard, but I like this and I grew up with that or I can't not eat that. Well, you know, you have a choice, like you say, to certainly, if not cure, without question, help at least the conditions, whether it's uh, diabetes or uh, high cholesterol, heart disease, these things can almost not not improve and possibly even get reversed by just incorporating a whole food plant-based lifestyle. And, and, and that's a good thing that, that, you know, it's a good thing. It's not like you're saying to somebody, look, you got to take uh, medication the rest of your life and you have absolutely no choice with that. You have other choices to possibly reduce that medication and maybe even get off it. You have choices to uh, just become a healthier version of you. And we only have one life. We only have one body. Why not now, especially with everything that's going on out there. Yeah. And um, just from the, the bent that I come from, um, I'm Christian. And so I believe in stewarding my body well, because I believe my body is a gift from God. And so I tell people, you know, as a steward, like say steward, somebody tells you, okay, I got to go on vacation. Could you look after my house? You say, sure. You don't go in their house and dump your garbage all over their floor and mess up their furniture and scratch their paint and all of that. And then when they come back, you just walk out the door. You don't do that. And I don't understand why people do that to their bodies. It's like, you're supposed to be taking care of this, like, and, and you're just kind of dumping garbage in it. And I, like you said, with the, the whole taste thing, I tell people it's a process. I did not wake up one morning and go, let's have a stir fry. I, I, you know, I did the transition foods and now now today, you know, 11 years into vegan journey, plant-based journey, I eat a stalk of celery and it tastes salty. I can eat plain beans and they taste good. But if you had like handed that to me 11 years ago, I would have looked at you and be like, you're kidding, right? Yeah. You know? So it's a process. It's a process. It is a process. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, something that we do need people like yourself out there to continue to communicate that, especially helping companies communicate that and and I know that's what you do a great job of and you really do a great job of networking as well and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you uh, contacting me all those months ago to just chat on on LinkedIn and that really led us to be right here you as my uh, guest on my third episode of Vegan Stories podcast so Sam what is the best way for listeners to connect with you Probably right now, the best way is LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can either search Green Gut Wellness or if you want to search Teresa Sam Houghton, um, that's where I'm at. You can also check out my website, which is greengutwellness.com. I have links to all my social media there. And if you want to contact me right directly, uh, you can contact me at Sam, S-A-M, at greengutwellness.com. I am hoping to get more active on other platforms right now. I am also on Twitter at green underscore gut, but I'm most active on LinkedIn right now. Well, Sam, really, I am so impressed by the work you have done, the work you're doing, your knowledge and the way you communicate it in writing as well as right here just speaking. So keep doing what you're doing. And I think there are people and companies out there that can really use somebody like you to take them to the next level when it comes to health and, and nutrition. So again, I can't thank you enough for joining me and it's been a pleasure. Oh, it was, I really enjoyed it as well. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity. And hopefully we can have you back someday. Take care of yourself, Sam. Be well. 
and I'll talk to you soon. That was Teresa Sam Houghton, and I'm Jeff Rosenblum. Thank you for listening, and remember, eat, live, and dream vegan. Thank you.